0: Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another crowd presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order.
1: Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Oh my yeah. god, you guys. Power Rangers. You guys,
0: it's oh, so good. Oh,
2: it's so good. I literally started crying at multiple parts.
1: Yep. I've seen this four times, and there are parts I've cried every single time. I know it's going to happen. It's not like ugly tears or anything, but there will be like three like my or four eyes star- te- yeah. Like my
2: eyes start water. Yep. I'm just like, <sighs> hold it in. Yep. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> and now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hey, I, I, I. It's the Ranger Command Power Hour.
2: It's morphin' time.
1: Today on the Power Hour, episode 90 Rangers Review Saban's Power Rangers Movie. Record on March 28th, 2017. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four i Radio Network. Some Ranger Up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as Truckee B47.
2: I'm A.P., also known as Secret Ranger Fan.
1: And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. Today's podcast is brought to you by GameFly.com. Sign up for a premium, free, 30-day one-game-out trial, specifically for our listeners at GameFlyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH. (laughs) Hey, guys. Hey! Hey. Holy crap. So much to talk about. (laughs) The the Power Rangers movie has released, and we've all seen it at least once. (laughs) so it is time to review it but first the news first off the power rangers movie opening weekend the weekend total on three thousand six hundred and ninety three screens and this is through sunday so it doesn't count monday or tuesday but the domestic total 40 million dollars the foreign total 18.6 million (laughs) And the worldwide total is $58.9 million, which has already passed... The first Power Rangers movie that it made ever. <laughs> 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 on the first weekend, we're already on our way. It's it's already halfway through its budget.
2: Unless I'm mistaken, they pretty much exceeded all the projections, too.
1: It did. Yeah. It exceeded all analysts' predictions, which is great. Our friend Chris at Toku Nation, he was predicting that the second weekend might be much better for this movie, just because of word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So definitely tell your friends, see the movie, because it is awesome. And we'll tell you why Mm -hmm. it's awesome in a bit. If you love the soundtrack of the movie, because again, that was also awesome, the Power Rangers movie soundtrack is out now digitally. You can buy it off Amazon, iTunes, all that stuff. Check it out. And then (laughs) announce today, if you are a Minecraft player, I'm not, but this is cool. They have released Power Rangers Minecraft Skins. It has the whole original team, the villains, their Zordon. If you're a big Minecraft player, then check it out, I guess. It's pretty cool. Me, looks... me and the guys,
0: yeah, we used to play on PlayStation, so uh, I'm going to have to load it up and check it out because I think that sounds pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> says it's out right now on consoles, pocket devices, and Windows 10. So it's available right now everywhere. Cool. And then, right before the movie came out, the Power Rangers Legacy Wars was released. And I've been playing the crap out of this game. It is a lot of fun. So, yeah, check that out as well. It's definitely a fun game. I may have spent some money on it uh, to (laughs) to get Tommy and Goldar. So, yeah, that happened. But who cares about all that? Because, holy crap, it's the Power Rangers movie yeah i am so glad that this movie exists because it's amazing
0: yeah like we're all so glad it turned out for the better because it could have been a total show but it turned out great
1: yeah yeah i had a feeling it was going to be good i'm completely biased obviously um -hmm. but (laughs) over the past few months they've really been promoting the heck out of this film And it got to a point when I had to stop looking at every new TV spot that was coming out because I didn't want any of the really fun moments to be spoiled for me going into this. And I'll tell you guys right now, as of this recording, I've seen this movie four times. Uh, This is the most I've ever watched a singular movie in its opening weekend. I don't do this. I've seen movies multiple times, but they're spread out a bit, but never four times on the same weekend. I don't even think I did that for the first Star Trek reboot movie. That's the thing. I wouldn't see a movie like this if I thought it was bad, you know? I wouldn't yeah. put myself through that torture.
2: Like, even if it was Power Rangers, you still wouldn't see it? Oh, like, no. Like, yeah,
1: I can't even watch the original Mighty Morphin movie four times in a weekend. I'd shoot myself. Mm-hmm. oh god i mean no i mean not literally but i think the power of this movie is that every time i watch it i'm seeing something new or i'm reacting as if i'm watching it the first time again and Mm -hmm. it was incredible and i know on our last episode it was the premiere weekend and i was given my non-spoiler review but if you're a power rangers fan you definitely need to see this film
2: yeah definitely 100%. Even if you're not a Mighty Morphin fan, Mm because I watched it when I was a kid, don't get me wrong. And I loved Tommy, like he was my favorite, whatever. I had all the Pink Ranger stuff, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> I was never really like a fan of Mighty Morphin. This movie, it's not that like they've got the same names and like the same relatives the words and stuff, but it's not the show like even remotely.
1: No, and that's a good thing. I think. Yes, it's yeah. a great thing because what this movie allows it to do is break the confines of the TV show. Yeah, this is the first blockbuster film to have. A queer, LGBTQ, and autistic superheroes. This is the Mm -hmm. first film to do that. With Power Rangers tradition, they're breaking ground once again Mm -hmm. for a new generation. And to me, that's
2: incredible. And the cast itself is just like very diverse.
1: Yeah, I think... One of my favorite lines in the movie was from Alpha. He's like, different kids, different colors, different colored kids. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it's such an innocent thing, but it's also pointing out that, yes, this is a racially diverse cast, and Power Rangers has always been that. Mm -hmm. And it was such a great movie, and I know we'll get into some spoilers, obviously, when we're talking about this movie, so... If you have not seen the movie yet, this is your last warning because we are going to go deep into some spoiler territory.
2: Yep, we are going to go into the pit.
1: (laughs) Oh man, I hate the pit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it, I love it. But yeah, we are going completely into spoiler territory. We had an amazing response today from our listeners on social media about their favorite moments of the movie and they hold nothing back. So the film opens up With something that Power Ranger fans have been asking for or dreaming about. And there's even been fan films made of speculation (laughs) of this. But we see, 65 million years ago, the original battle with Rita and Zordon. And guess what? Zordon is the freaking Red Ranger. Mm -hmm. Holy crap! That whole opening scene... And
2: Rita was the Green Ranger.
1: Rita was the Green Ranger.
0: Yeah. Hold on. It's, It's fine. It's dogs. Dogs do that. Dude, it was so good. It was really good. And to prove it was good, Steve, who is not really a huge fan, loved it. Ken, who is only semi a fan, loved it. And my buddy James, who is a fan, loved it. So it's like, it's great for everybody.
1: It really is. It, It truly is. I'm back. Okay. I'm sorry. We're just talking about Zach's friends with a wide range of fandom from not a fan to super fan. All of them yeah. liking it. Yeah. And the biggest non-fan group I went with was on Friday night. I went with two coworkers, an ex-coworker, and their fandoms range like, I only watched it when I was a kid and I barely watched it to I haven't seen it in years kind of thing. And yeah. Everyone seemed to walk out of that movie like, Yeah, that was good.
2: I saw it with my younger cousin, Mm -hmm. and he's familiar with it, but he was never really a fan even when he was a kid. But even he came out of that movie, and he was just like, yeah, that was definitely worth it. He was impressed, so.
1: Nice. And going back to that opening, we have Zordon as the Red Ranger, Rita as the Green Ranger, and side note, they just announced today that Funko is making a two-pack of the battle-damaged female Green Ranger and the battle-damaged Red Ranger from that opening. It's going to be a Toys R Us exclusive. And I'm going to have to get one. I I, (laughs) I need that in my life. (laughs) Yeah. But it's great because we get something that any long-term fan has always wanted to see. We've always heard mention of Zordon and Rita battling it but we've never seen it happen and yeah. this is like about the fourth time that Power Rangers has done the 65 million years ago thing but this time it works and we find out that the Zeo crystal is a thing which i was not expecting for them to mention the Zeo crystal yeah <laughs> that's just a nerdy thing like for anyone in the audience they are like oh it's some weird crystal or whatever but Power ranger Zio like come on.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, when that happened I looked over at my buddy James who is the fan and he looked at me like, "Oh, that's awesome." <laughs>
1: And I think they do a good job of tying it into the series continuity, because even in the series, the crystal was described as an energy source that keeps getting stronger and more powerful as time goes by. And here, the mythology of the crystal is that when it lands on a planet, it helps create and sustain life, which is great. Every life bearing planet has a piece of the crystal, And I thought that was just a good, Nod to this overall new universe that we're going into. So that could be something that powers the morphing grid.
2: It's like a Easter egg, but not really.
1: Yeah, for hardcore fans, it's yeah. it's a total nod to everything that they know about the continuity. Yeah, and for newer fans, it's like okay, well, there's this powerful thing. So at least it establishes it. That's what I love about this movie. This movie did a great job, I think, of catering to long-term fans and newer fans because the story it didn't alienate newer fans no they they did a great job of building their own world Mm -hmm. while at the same time there was these little hints and easter eggs and nods and mentions that for me it satisfied me enough to be like oh yeah this is cool
2: yeah it's not connected to the show at all really right it's its own thing it borrows things from the show of course. For like Easter eggs and fan service. They did a very good job of creating their own world, like you said. Very good job.
1: All right, let's get the elephant out of the room. Your favorite Easter egg, AP, had to be...
2: It wasn't, okay? It, it wasn't. wasn't? It what? wasn't. Everyone keeps mentioning that to me on Twitter, and I'm like, you have no clue. That was not my favorite Easter egg. Really? That it, happen- was, that was, it was nice, okay? It was okay. a nice Easter egg, but it was not my favorite.
1: Okay, for those who don't know, the Easter egg we're talking about is <laughs> when Jason's dad is driving around in the middle of that battle looking for his son, and he says, Jason, I'm at the corner of Man. Mary- Mariner Bay and Reefside. And I was like, Oh my God. Um, cause, cause in the movie, all, all the street names, like we found this out when filming, all the street names were named after the cities from different Power Ranger series. So
0: when that, yeah, when that scene happened, Doug and I, who were at the Chicago premiere turned and looked at each other, like AP is somewhere
1: losing her mind. And, and that's what I thought, too. As soon as they said Mariner Bay, I instantly thought of you, AP. <laughs> <laughs> but you did lose your mind. So what was your favorite Easter egg?
2: Zordon's rules.
1: Yes! Oh, yes! I, like,
2: my heart, like, leapt out of my chest. Just that right there. And I that had, happened.
1: I had no idea he was actually going to tell them that. And it was the rules verbatim from the show. Oh, it yeah. was,
0: and again, same thing, two times I went to go see it, the Wednesday night premiere and just yesterday with my friends, the super fans I was with, Doug on Wednesday and James, my friend, yesterday, we both looked at each other both times, we just like, oh my
1: God, the rules! <laughs> oh, that was such a great moment. So I think we should talk about the characters a bit. Jason, he did this crazy prank, stealing a cow, trashed a lot of property. How did you guys feel about that opening sequence after the whole Zordon thing? It was okay.
2: Yeah, I feel like it wasn't a transition, but it helped to like a juxtaposition between the old school And then building the new time period, the new guys. And even though it was kind of outrageous, that whole sequence was just nuts, but it was good nuts in my opinion. It helped set everything else in motion.
1: Right, because the event of Jason stealing the cow and then getting into that accident, it launched him into detention, and it kind of set the whole thing in motion. Yeah. Which I thought was a great setup, and I think it really brings Jason's character down to earth. It's heavily implied he's this amazing football quarterback, and he says in the movie that everyone treats him like he kick their dog after this big thing they're, they're mm-hmm. gonna lose the season without him kind of thing and i think it helps to bring jason's character down a notch because now that he's not this big quarterback he's also trying to find himself and what his purpose yeah. is mm-hmm. and I thought that struggle throughout the movie was great because he had this back and forth with Zordon where Zordon's trying to tell him to lead his team and Jason's unsure of himself, but at the same time, now he's got this big amount of pressure because he's like, well, I got to lead this team to be Power Rangers. And then when he finds out that Zordon is, in a way, almost using them to bring back his own body, he felt a little bit betrayed there
2: so yeah i liked that one moment and i could be remembering it wrong so correct me if i'm mistaken sure but where he confronted zordon and he's like well you did such a great job leading your team don't tell me what to do sort of thing
1: yeah yeah oh yeah you were leading your team and your team's dead i was like Couch, yeah man that's no chill right there yeah
2: that's sort of where he came into his own right he really took on the leadership role at that
1: yeah because he was mad at zordon for almost doubting him so at that point it became look you led your team to destruction but i'm not going to make the same mistake that's when jason was really taking ownership of the role and i think that's the point where it really turned Mm -hmm. billy i said this in my non-spoiler review but i have to shout out to rj kyler for playing billy in such a great way that respects people on the autistic spectrum they don't make fun of it they poke a little bit at it but it's more like just joking but mm-hmm. i thought in the beginning when he talks to jason and explains the not knowing humor and not recognizing it and this and that i thought it was a very accurate depiction mm-hmm. so big props to rj for yeah. playing billy And really, Billy was the star of this movie.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Then we've got Kimberly. How did you guys feel about Kimberly's character?
2: I liked her. I feel like maybe they cut something out in her storyline that should have been there, because they referenced things that clearly never actually happened.
1: One thing that a lot of people were talking about that they did cut was the kiss between Jason and Kimberly. And actually, I was okay with that.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Me too.
1: Because I felt in the trailer, it felt a little forced. And I think just watching the movie four times, I don't feel like they have that big of a connection leading up to the kiss to justify a kiss.
2: I think it was the director his explanation for why they cut it. First of all, it didn't test well with the test audiences like at all. Nobody liked it. They felt like it was forced. And then he said that it made Kim into basically just a vehicle for Jason's story. I like how he said that he didn't want to make the female character just like a vehicle for Jason.
1: Because really it's the story of all of them coming together as a team. That's why it did feel a little odd later in the movie when all the Zords are being pushed into the pit and she kind of reaches out to, him with her hand and then he reaches out to I'm like, okay. Like, yeah.
2: <laughs> Clearly that was a branch off that whole kissing thing and
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But otherwise I liked Kim. She uh, was one of my favorites in the movie.
1: I liked her too. What about you, Zach? Yeah, I really liked her
0: and her whole story was an interesting take that I don't think any of us really saw coming. Cause I mean, remember when the casting things leaked, we all thought like, <laughs> oh, oh, she's oh she's probably got some disease or like something like that. But no, it turns out she did something really kind of incredibly terrible. She was a dick. Yep. Yep.
2: Kim was a total dick. Yeah.
0: and i really enjoy naomi scott's performance and once she kind of confided in jason her
1: secret and she became more empowered mm-hmm. and now, i like that a lot now someone told me i i forgot who it was but someone told me that her american accent sounds exactly like sarah michelle geller that and, was me that was me oh okay okay <laughs> so since you said that i can't not hear sarah michelle geller in her performance. Right? It, she <laughs> totally sounds like Sarah Michelle Gellar Buffy. The first time I saw it on Wednesday with Doug, I was like, man, her performance
0: is reminding me of someone, but I don't get who, but I know it's someone I'm familiar with. And then sure enough, when we went on Friday and I leaned over to Chris and I was like, I got it. She sounds like Sarah Michelle Gellar in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, Oh
2: my God. I'm like putting it all together right now in my head. And you were so right.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah. If you oh watch the God. movie again, just close your eyes when she's talking. And you're like, oh my yeah. god, that's Sarah Michelle Gell, that's Buffy.
0: <laughs> Especially when she's being snarky. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's oh, yeah. oh
2: my like I couldn't <laughs> like her performance just felt like so comfortable for some reason. This like, Guy just was like used to it somehow and I was seeing it for the first time. So oh uh, my god, that makes so much sense now.
1: So the next character we'll talk about is Dee, Dee. I mean Trini. <laughs>
2: Nobody knew who she was. Yeah, she was just kind of there for a while, and everyone's like, "Oh, wait, what's your name?"
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was kind of cruel, but it showed what her problem was. It's that no one was really paying attention to her, and she was being ignored.
2: I might be jumping ahead too far. No, go ahead. That whole thing sort of ties into like what she mentioned around the campfire. She doesn't want to get too close to no one. Because she'll have to deal with her own personal issues. Mm
1: -hmm. Right, she'll have to deal with her, her own identity. And I really felt for Trini because she, aside from the boyfriend troubles, girlfriend troubles thing, but just the fact that she was moving around so much. She mentioned in the movie that she's been in Angel Grove for a year now. But still, you have Kimberly who's thinking, oh yeah, you got here like a month ago and we're in biology class. So... She does feel like an outcast. And Mm. I I think we've all felt like that at some point in our lives, especially if you're the new kid in a new place. It's not a great feeling. Nope. And then we have Zach. Zach was a complete crazy daredevil. And I really love the energy that Ludie Lynn brought to the role. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Agreed. That first scene where he jumps on top of the van and Jason pulls him in. He's like, what are you crazy? And he's like, yeah, I am. I like this character alright cool let's see where this goes yeah
1: there was a cut scene because in one of the trailers you see Zack launching out of his house when he's discovering his powers for the first time I wish we got a little bit more of Trini and Zack's introduction because Mm -hmm. they mention it you know when they go back to the quarry and Zack says oh well have you ever launched out of your house and Bill is (laughs) like well maybe but well no it didn't happen like that (laughs) but I felt that Trini and Zach could have benefited from a little bit more screen time.
2: Yeah. And I feel like maybe, aside from that, maybe the whole lack of screen time indicates that they're going to be getting more screen time in a potential sequel. I I
1: really hope so. Or just give us every single piece of cut footage for the Blu-ray. Please. Yes, please. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, please. Because clearly, like, a whole bunch was cut. I yeah. want the
1: cut footage. I want I want a
0: commentary. <laughs> yeah. Like, give, me, give me the commentary
1: from the cast. Well, apparently, the initial cut when Dean Israelite first put it together was three hours. Then it cut it down to two and a half hours, and then the final running time is two hours and four minutes. So, clearly, a lot was cut. Mm-hmm. But... Despite all that being cut, I thought the movie flowed pretty well. Oh, yeah. I've seen some reviewers say that the middle act is kind of slow, but that's the training sequence. And I loved everything about the training sequence. Yes. I loved it.
2: Yeah, it was slow, but it set everything else up and it's not like oh hey you're handed these powers you automatically know what to do with them right and
1: yeah that's why i like the about the movie is because i know a lot of people complain about oh well the action in the movie they actually more 30 minutes before the movie ends to me in my opinion that's good i want to establish these characters i feel i know more about these characters than 120 episodes of mighty morphin you know what i mean exactly You get emotionally invested because
0: of the time they take on each character, because Mm -hmm. of that quote-unquote slow portion. And I think, honestly, it's something that's needed because, again, you get all those feelings in the moment. There were some very legitimately tear-inducing scenes in this movie that I don't think would have been nearly as effective if they had glossed over getting to know the characters.
2: Yes. Yes. Exactly. In order for that whole back half of the movie to have that much impact... The first part, it had to take its time. Right, and I thought
1: as far as a superhero movie goes, it's an origin story, clearly. I thought they did a good job of the discovery of the powers. It felt natural, all the buildup, and I like that they kept going back to the quarry because for the first part of the movie, it was a total mystery to them as to why all of this was happening. Mm -hmm. And just the discovery of Zordon's ship was incredible. The sense of scale that that ship had and that set had was Mm -hmm. pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. zordon and alpha i love them alpha especially yeah when the images of alpha first came out i really wasn't that big of a fan of the design as i think the majority of people were but Uh bill Hader sold that character just all the humor i love his little quips one of my favorite lines is when they're first placing their feet onto the morphing grid area (laughs) and he's like why are you all looking at each other is that a human thing And it's such a sideline, but I was dying. It was great.
0: (laughs) He has these really great, just bits of humor. You know, when they're like, wait, you've been waiting for us? How long? And he's like, "Mm, what's today?
1: Monday? Yeah. And then 65 million years. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, when he's like, yeah, we've got 11 months. I mean, days. 11 days. 11 days. (laughs) I just like that it might be that his internal clock after 65 million years is a little shot. Yeah. Yeah, That's pretty great. With Zordon, he's still a dick, which is great, because that's consistent with the show.
2: But he's a dick with, like, motivation. Yeah, right, right. He's He's a dick with an actual, like, backstory.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. He feels this tremendous weight that He failed his mission the first time. Now he's stuck in this wall. And he's got these teenagers that he has to train. And all the while, they're not training fast enough. They're not getting it. So when we get to the point where he's talking to Alpha and Jason overhears him, he's completely frustrated. He's like, look, they're not going to do it. Rita's coming. I got to get out of this wall somehow. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the big payoff for what happens later in the movie. And we'll get to that. Lastly, I want to touch on Rita because, holy can we just say how much Elizabeth Banks killed it? She killed it.
0: She was fantastic. And honestly, legitimately creepy as
1: hell. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The first time Zordon shows them the vision, mm-hmm. it felt like something oh, out of the ring. I got or chills.
2: Something. I got, like, actual chills during that part.
1: They did every horror movie trope with the jump cuts and the in-your-face cinematography. But it freaking worked. She was creepy as hell.
2: I've always liked Elizabeth Banks. Like, she's very talented. Yeah. I've always been pretty much a fan for at least a while. But I still wasn't expecting this much out of her with this role. Because you kind of think, oh, Rita, she's outrageous, campy, whatever. And she was still kind of campy, but like in a way that worked.
1: Yeah, and I thought her introduction, there was a definite evolution to her character because when she's first revived after 65 million years, she's a little cuckoo Cocoa Puffs. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that was great. You know, she's like, I'm gonna build Goldar, need the gold for Goldar. And she's (laughs) just freaking nuts. And then she's still nuts throughout the rest of the film and she's gaining more and more of her power in her faculties. She becomes just this really evil. Which like she's supposed mm-hmm. to be and it's yes. it's so great and you can tell that elizabeth banks every role she's done she just seems to get really into character and mm-hmm. i thought she really lost herself in this character in a great way yes mm-hmm. that being said the really big moments of the film first off the campfire scene yeah i think this is going to be the scene that everyone will remember forever because like, it was yeah. such it was such a great moment where they've been training all of this time only to find out that the reason that their powers don't work is because they really don't know each other that well. They've been so focused on training that they haven't bonded as a group. And this is the moment after Billy morphs for the first time because Jason and Zach are arguing. I mean, they're going into a punching match billy breaks them up he morphs for the first time but it's only temporary and that's when zordon completely gets frustrated tells him to get out and i really like that zach was the one to suggest that they all hang out because it felt like he felt responsible for what happened and it was very humbling because they're all walking away and he's like hey look guys i'm gonna stay up here for the night i've got some food if you want to hang let's do this and i think that was my favorite moment of zach Mm -hmm. and especially the campfire scene where he's like i love my mom she's the best and having him go first in the campfire scene was really a great moment
2: yeah first off before we get too far into it when i saw the movie there wasn't too many people in the theater maybe like 20 maybe 30 people Mm -hmm. but then again i went to a theater that's never really super packed but at that moment during the campfire scene that was the only time when the whole theater kind of just got still you could tell that that whole scene really hit people
1: i don't want to sound like i'm bragging but at the hollywood premiere this was a theater that was packed with hundreds of people and it was the same way in that theater you could Mm -hmm. you could hear a pin drop in that theater during that scene So you're not alone in that, for sure. Uh, That scene really set all the events to come with their emotional ties to it. Mm -hmm. Because now you're listening to these characters pour their hearts out to each other, and there has to be something that any one of those characters said that anyone can relate to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes that scene so great. I think that was Becky G's standout moment as Trini. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree with that statement.
2: Yep. The whole
1: campfire scene was really powerful. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So that made the Rangers feel empowered because after that scene, I believe Trini was in a room and that's when Rita kind of set things in motion going against the Rangers. I have to give it to this movie. Rita was not messing around. She actually went to a Ranger's house in their bedroom to... She tried to kill her. Yeah, she tried to kill her. I think there was a little bit cut out because it seemed like Rita was ready to kill her. But then it was like... Like, nope, just deliver them a message. Ha ha ha. So I really don't know what other transition there was there. But I liked that once they all came together, even though they didn't have their powers, it was almost like Rita took their money or something and they were going to beat her up. (laughs) Like, I mean, you know, they were walking down the alleyway. They got their chains and their pipes and stuff. And then that's when it all came out through Jason's that Zordon wants us to morph so he can bust free were being used kind of a thing. And then that's when they're like, okay, well, let's just go and kill her. When they get to the docks, Rita wipes the floor with them, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then she does this like really creepy magic stuff with these ropes and these nets on the pier and ties them all up. And, I really like that scene because she is face-to-face with the Rangers. Her attitude throughout that scene is just intense. Oh, yeah. I really like when she's like, you may not know the location of Zeo Crystal, but one of you does. Her whole crazy delivery in that was just amazing. Mm-hmm. So we get to the scene where probably there is not a dry eye in the house. Rita kills Billy. Yeah. Straight up kills him. He's dead. That was...
0: Okay, so, again, Doug and I are at the premiere on Wednesday in Chicago. That scene happens, and he and I both instantly look at each other like, like, wait a minute, no, wait, hang on. We're recapping every trailer, every commercial in our heads, like... We've seen more Billy. He's not, he can't be, he's got to be like, he's in the Megazord. They haven't formed the Megazord yet. Like he can't be dead. It was a panic. It was really emotional for sure.
1: Mm -hmm. The song choice that they picked.
0: Yeah. Again, another great reason to get that soundtrack.
1: The whole framing of that scene, and then when they finally get to back to the ship, and his body's just lying there, they're all saying that, I would give my life for you guys, too. It was so incredibly powerful, and that's when they Mm -hmm. first were able to connect. And then to have Zordon, like, you think, oh, well, Zordon's going to take advantage of this moment. And then he says there can only be one Red Ranger. And then Billy wakes up was just, oh my God.
2: Like only one can come back or something. Yeah,
1: only one can come back, yeah. And it was super powerful. I had tears in my eyes. Oh, yeah. I've watched this movie four times, and every time that whole sequence just gets me. Every single time. So I thought it was super powerful, and it would not have been as emotional if they didn't take the time to establish the characters in the first half of the film. Mm-hmm. and then yep. this is when the fun starts Rita goes all out Billy found out earlier that it's the Zeo crystals buried under the Krispy Kreme and <laughs> I think in the span of like three minutes we get five or six Krispy Kreme mentions just in the dialogue it's cheesy, but it it's tongue in cheek but it worked it did yeah. work. and again yesterday when my
0: friends and I were leaving the theater we talked about it like when I started with the Krispy Kreme product placement like first it was like oh okay there's some product placement whatever and it was like okay, that's a lot of product placement. And then, like, by the end of it, we're just like, it's the funniest thing in the world again. Like, it's cycled back around. Like,
2: it was so clearly product placement, like you said, but it worked because it seemed like even the characters, this is ridiculous, it's buried under the Krispy Kreme. (laughs) The characters themselves realized how ridiculous it was.
1: And I loved when Rita was able to pull it out of Billy, and he's like, it's a dining establishment. And she's like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) 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 And he said, uh, Krispy Kreme. Oh, this must be a very important place, this Krispy Kreme. The source of all life is buried underneath it. Just freaking hilarious. And it's the type of campy humor that Power Rangers excels at. Over the weekend, even seeing this with Chris four times, he had a very good point that this movie does a great job of having super serious moments and then... Flipping it around with a joke or something humorous. Yeah. The movie does a great job of relieving that buildup of tension because the humor is just right there afterwards.
0: Exactly. Case in point, we had the real tense scene of Billy coming back to life and everyone's is very emotional and tensions are still kind of running high. And the first words out of his mouth is Jason, we got to go to Krispy Kreme.
1: <laughs> oh, it was like I had tears and then, you know, I'm wiping them away because I'm laughing. Yeah, exactly. In the final act of the movie, we get what we've been waiting for. We've got putties. We've got Goldar. Rita says, make my monster grow. We've got all of that. And we have the big finale to this whole movie. It definitely felt earned. I love the morphed fight. It was incredible. Some of the action in that was so intense. When Billy does that backflip and then reverse backfist, The two putties, I was like,
2: yeah! I loved how each ranger had sort of their own fighting style too
1: oh yeah trini was just brawler like right in there yeah she, she did that awesome run in front of all the putties like on them it yes. was great and zank ripped off a putty head and threw it it was great and then we get the zord all of the zord footage was incredible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when they introduced the zords and it's the original go-go power rangers from the movie the first movie
0: <laughs> yeah once i realized that it was the version from the 96 movie i was just dying this is the best thing this is the best possible version they could have chosen
2: oh yeah <laughs> i mentioned it on twitter but during that moment there was actually a guy a couple rows down he's like yeah and then he started fist pumping
1: <laughs> during the theme song i felt like i was right there with him because i was like yes it, it's such a payoff yeah, It really is. And you know, I am a sucker for individual Zord fighting. We mm-hmm. got a ton of that in this oh, movie. Oh,
2: yes. Yes.
1: And not only do we have the Sabertooth Tiger climbing at Goldar, but we had the T-Rex Zord getting in there as well. Uh, yeah. And his twin blaster cannons was freaking awesome. I love that. <laughs> I love that shot where the pterodactyl's on the T-Rex back, and they're both firing at Goldar. It's so cool. (laughs) I felt like a kid. I felt like I was 10 years old again.
2: And I loved the part where it was after the main battle, when they're all fighting, jumping on Goldar and stuff, the crater opens up, they see the crystal, and then they all just guard it. Yeah, Yeah. the, the
1: whole hold the line. Yes, That was such a powerful moment because they're getting their butts kicked. All the Zords are getting crushed by Goldar and they keep getting pushed into this fiery lava pit. And I love all the little moments that the characters had when Jason says, no one dies alone. And then right after that, Billy says, I'm glad that you were my friends. And I was just, that's when I was losing it again. Mm -hmm. I was completely losing again. And they get pushed into the pit. It kind of reminded me of when the Zords first got destroyed in the television show, when they got into a fiery pit and they were all being destroyed. I think that was maybe a little bit of a Easter egg slash intentional thing. But then to have this huge explosion as Goldar's reaching in the pit for the Zeo Crystal, and the Megazord just like rises from Mm -hmm. the fire, like a phoenix. And there it is. Was just freaking awesome. Again, they have their amazing, oh my God, what is this moment? And then the Megazord takes his first step and it trips. (laughs) Which, again, I thought was great. But again, they find out that they have to work together like everything. They're each controlling a part. And another reason why the training montage was so important was because they do the thing that they've been practicing With the Megazord. They do Mm -hmm. the flip over, and then instead of a power sword, like in the original series, we get these freaking cool dagger sword things that are the Pterodactyl's wings.
0: Yeah. Awesome. The twin twin swords.
1: Yeah. I love that Rita was just like, nope, stop, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why that was so great. But yeah, she's just like, nope, not worth it. I do like that she said, this isn't going to last. There'll be others after the Zeo crystal, which uh-huh. implies Zed and who knows yes. what else. And then she makes one last attempt to just kill them. And she
2: gets smacked
1: into,
2: into space. space, space. Yes. <laughs> oh, and it's like, Jason, did you just slap
1: her? <laughs> He's like weird, huh? Which ties into the whole opening. It was it's great. how he he met Billy, yeah. Yeah. It was so great.
2: Oh, I loved it.
1: Yeah, I love that the movie did a great job of tying past scenes. Everything comes full circle.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. This film did a really good job of that. They did a really good job of setting things up and having the payoff at the end. Yes, yes. And then Rita's floating in space. We see her start freezing. And what do you see in the background? The moon.
2: The moon. Yes. That was so awesome. Yes. (laughs) I started smiling at that point. Yep. (laughs) I was like, oh snap, that's
1: the moon. Yep, she's going to (laughs) have a moon base. Like, oh, it's so awesome. And then they're all in detention again, flinging a note back and forth to each other, which I thought was a good touch with their superpowers. But we get the mid credit scene where the teacher announces that Tommy Oliver will be joining them. His desk is empty and there's a green jacket right there. And I Holy think
0: God. the white lines, the design on the jacket is Rita's classic MMPR design,
1: I think. Really? like I, It went I by thought, so fast, I was trying to look at what the design was. Right, and I could make out one of the hair horns and a bit of the collar... Right, okay, I'll have to look at it But anyways, yeah, the desk is empty So obviously they're saving that For whatever casting decision Mm -hmm. They want to make in the future And then the cameo when the Megazord's standing there And all the citizens of Angel Grove Are taking a picture We see Jason David Frank and Amy Jo Johnson And they're wearing, respectively, green and pink Mm -hmm. I thought that was a great cameo It was just right I felt like it was natural And it was a good payoff
2: Yeah, that was another part when a lot of people The theater were like, Oh my god, yeah.
1: Actually, on the fourth time when I saw it with Teresa, Teresa said the couple next to me kind of recognized him a little bit, and then they're like, Wait, who is that? and they started looking up, and then they were like, Oh my god, that was Jason Derrick Frank. (laughs) 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 So, obviously, there's a lot of fans revisiting this franchise after a long time so mm-hmm. i really hope that this movie opens it up for a lot of people but quickly just some cut scenes from the trailers The Kim-Jason kiss is gone, like we mentioned. There was one shot of the Black Ranger swinging on a light pole at night, which is not even in the film at all. I don't even know where that would be. Like we talked about Zack's powers being discovered and him training on top of a train. That's gone. The Trini school, the hallway, the locker, where it's like, no one wants you here. And then one of the original first promo shots had Rita encased in glass with her hands up. You guys remember that, right?
2: Yes, the yeah. like, totally bad picture that I found five months later. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so what I'm thinking was, because Brian Cranston was cast so late into it, and I know that they did some reshoots, I think that they changed the beginning mm-hmm. a bit to suit that story like i think that zordon thing was like a last minute addition because her being thrown into the ocean i think that was like a last minute change i guess because it looked like she was encased in in the glass like she was trapped there somehow yeah. them finding the power coins was gonna unleash rita or something at least that's the impression i got we won't yeah. know until we get the blu-ray cutscenes, whatever but i much rather would have had what we got <laughs> Yep. With Zordon, because Brian Cranston was like in full Elterian makeup yep. with, with the cool tribal scarring tattoos. Just fantastic job by the production team.
2: He wasn't like a shiny Uncle Fester. But, oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like he wasn't white powder and here I am. Yeah.
2: He was like an actual alien.
1: Yeah. That's what I loved about the first scene. They were speaking Eltarian, which I guess they had a language consultant from Game of Thrones develop this whole language. It was fantastic. The whole thing was. There's a lot of Easter eggs, too, for fans. One thing I noticed was when they first entered the pit, there's a shot of a scorpion crawling on a rock, and it's a black scorpion. Totally a shout-out to Scorpina. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then just a little things here and there. I thought it was great. Toku Nation has a whole rundown on Power Ranger movie Easter eggs. Overall, what do you guys rate the film on a scale of 10? And be serious, don't do 11 or sh- like that. But like on a scale <laughs> um, of 10, from 0 to 10. I would honestly give it an 8 out of 10.
2: Yeah, me too.
1: I would give it an 8.5. <laughs> <laughs> just because I'm that d- I thought it was a solid movie. There were a couple things here and there that I wish they didn't cut or did things differently. But overall, I thought the movie flowed well. It was excellent. If any movie makes me cry, that's automatically really good in my book the feels were definitely there for this movie
2: it was so much more than i thought it would be it's so good it was so good my first reaction post on twitter was kind of like outrageous it was everything i hoped for and more but that's actually how i feel it was so much more than i thought it would be i read some of the advanced reviews and they made it out to seem like it was just you either love it or you hate it type thing and i loved it but that's really not the point they made it seem like it was a mess like it didn't know what it wanted to do like it didn't make any sense it was cheesy but it wasn't yeah. like that those critics clearly weren't the target audience no. so they didn't so they didn't understand what it was supposed to be going into it and what i
1: like for power rangers this movie is that in a sea of reboots and dark, gritty remakes and superhero movies trying to be edgy, yeah, this movie definitely had some edge to it. These were literally teenagers with attitude. They actually had attitude Mm -hmm. this time around. But the film, like I said, there was jokes that were punctuating the serious moments, which gave it a more lighthearted tone, and I thought that was a good balance that they struck with it. Yes, so I thoroughly enjoyed it. Any movie that I see four times and probably going to see it two more in theaters, that's a good movie in my book. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Power Rangers fan. It's, mm-hmm. I think, a legitimate solid movie.
2: Yep. It's a very solid movie.
1: So we asked Ranger Nation, what was your favorite moment from the Power Rangers movie? On Twitter, Josh Ranger Keys at Rider Ranger 335 said the opening scene, so intense and awesome green ranger rita and a dying ranger team it was a great way to start the film
2: special form 12 said the part where i haven't seen it yet
0: what are you waiting for go see it go (laughs) see it soon Zo 93 at zero red 93 said the opening and the campfire scenes were my two highlights it's like nothing we've ever had before in power rangers
1: reggie at true k-r-o-o-o said anytime billy cuts himself off from cussing also, the spoiler scene with Zordon and the Rangers really changed my view of this Zordon and reminded me of classic Zordon for his actions. Like being a dick, I guess? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Juan carlos sanchez at ranger 7 orange said all the movie but gotta go with billy doing the bump and grind with the megazord it's
0: pretty hilarious at space shinji says definitely the campfire scene arguably the best scene in the movie
1: Aunt toku chris said the part where doug watchin held my hand
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's so nineties. at that's so 90s pod said every time i see it the scene where Blank dies, it brings tears to my eyes. <laughs>
0: At Senti Five says opening scene, Zordon sacrificing his chance to revive and the final battle.
1: O dot ninety two said the morph, arguably the most epic scene in Ranger history. That morph was freaking awesome. Yes.
0: The music yeah.
1: that they played with it was yeah. perfect. That's why um, I really want the score. Yeah.
2: And I love how they still managed to include the words, it's morphin' time, without it being like totally ridiculous.
0: Right. Yeah. When that Um, happened, everyone in the theater was just like,
1: yeah! (laughs) (laughs) And what I loved about that scene was was that Alpha 5 did this, like, double fist pump. Alpha 5 is everyone in the theater at that moment. (laughs) Yes. Alpha 5 was great. You guys, if you missed him in the background, carefully pay attention to him because he's freaking hilarious.
2: Yes. At Sollyman underscore D said, I loved the morph sequence. The way that the suits materialized into the rangers was gorgeous. Oh, and I can't forget the nod to Dino Thunder and Lightspeed Rescue.
0: At Derek B. Gale says, The hold the line scene as they're being pushed into the pit of fire and say, No one dies alone. Destroyed
1: me. You're not Same. alone. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Ike Bully at Doug Watchin said, Gotta shout out the putty fights. Billy's triple kick, Trini pouncing at him, Jason's truck-bound flippy roly kicky-doos. <laughs> Whatever that um, means,
2: <laughs> Magna Carey at Carry Clan said the fastball special during the Zord fight. Also, the way Rita left. You
1: know what? When, <laughs> uh, yeah, when Goldar did that fireball, the way he did it almost reminded me of when Lord Zedd would throw down his grow bombs.
0: Yeah, what? RJ Toku and Guns at Anime Redneck Ninety Six says the campfire
1: scene because Billy knows how great country music is. Of course. <laughs> luke early at undead number nine said the morphing sequence the bad walkout gave me chills and ground fight after that for sure oh and the easter eggs
2: charlie niemeyer at orange ranger 198 said the 1995 movie theme when they first used the zords also jdf wearing green and Amy Jo Johnson wearing pink for their cameo scene.
0: Bat Ranger at Wonder Bat X5 says the trailers, it's all I've seen. Also the Zord Stampede, but that's because my brother recorded it and sent it to me. I haven't seen the movie yet due to personal circumstances,
1: so don't hate me.
0: No hate, but seriously, as soon as your circumstances improve, go
1: see the movie because it's amazing. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Moving to Instagram, Julio Toy Review said the fight with the putties.
2: Denzel Nuff said, said, when they brought Billy back to life, that particular moment in the movie to me is when the Rangers became true friends and Zordon gained respect for them as soldiers and family. I cried both times when I saw it. Hopefully, I can suck it up the next eight times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The next eight times. Nice.
0: Same. Damien Delta 5 says, the
1: Zords versus Goldar. Panic Junior Crest said, the whole thing. But in all seriousness, there were lots of great moments. The training montage, the first meeting of the kids, the morph. Megazord.
2: Moving on to Facebook, Joshua Aaron Moore said, Only one can come back. That scene had me in tears both times I've seen it so far. The woman I was with for my first showing was like, Oh God, a Power Rangers movie is going to make me cry. That made my night because it showed just how powerful this franchise is, capable of being on an emotional level. Bring on the sequel.
0: Yes, Ken Glenn said so many. The opening was a perfect way to set the tone and build the universe for these films. When the Rangers went back to the mine and were discovering their powers together, discovering the command center, or their first morph with the epic walk to their first battle. So many great moments. Mm -hmm. Steven
1: Martinez said, has to be a few between Jason slapping the bully in the beginning. Just hearing everyone in the theater laughing was great. The whole Billy scene with the Rangers carrying him all the way back to the base. The music that was playing the whole time. What Zordon said after the grid opened back up. The whole Zords going into battle and our favorite song playing. Sadly, the only complaint about that last one, the music should have been 10 seconds longer and the volume turned up to the max. Not half volume how it felt. Really enjoyed it. Saw the movie like three times that weekend.
2: (laughs) Robbie Eleanor said, My favorite character moment was the teens around the fire telling their secrets but how could you not love the Zord rollout with the theme kick in it? Plus, the Lightspeed Rescue slash Dino Thunder reference from Jason's dad was fantastic.
0: John Walls says, I've never wanted to hug a robot as much as I did when Alpha whispered, not Master Billy. Also, when Zordon went, Jason, this is your team, this is your time.
1: Oh, yeah, that that (laughs) game tells. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Bodner said, I love the training sequence. Got me so pumped with Alpha telling them to go to the pit. To Zach thinking it was like a video game. Them getting closer outside of the pit. Like the throwing the paper into Tension or fighting over the donut. Oh, like the powers yes. were manifesting. Yes. Yeah, the donut yeah. thing was cool. This sequence started them getting serious in the movie. The music worked so well with it, too. Yeah, the score was fantastic in this film. Uh-huh. Yeah, really, it was.
2: Noah Bowden said two favorite moments. One was the campfire scene because it fulfilled Zordon's message to them about shedding their mask, and two was when the Megazord slapped b- Rita. <laughs>
0: Vince says overall i just enjoyed the film pain and all it was nice to get out of my apartment after being in the er for several hours i was exhausted but decided to go to the movie premiere that evening my favorite moment was like josh's with billy so back referring to
1: the only one can come back
0: yeah he says i saw so many people saddened by what happened and for a kid's movie to hit that point was crazy Everyone's mouth was on the floor. I might have gotten something in my eye at that point. Same here. Mm -hmm. My happy moments were the big finale with the fighting and the theme playing. Everyone clapped and cheered at that point. When they walked out, it was exciting since it felt like all the training paid off and they were ready. Versus, hey guys, here's your powers, go fight now. My only sad moment was not having a chance to see the movie with all the friends I had made at PMC. I cannot wait for a sequel.
1: Shout out to the kid that was at the third showing of the movie that I went to. I was sitting next to Chris and it was a completely packed and full theater. And when the Billy thing happened, there was a kid that would, like, start crying in the theater. And it was just like a... <sighs> and Chris yeah. and I, like, turned and looked at each other, and we both had sad puppy dog eyes <laughs> at each other. It was like it was like, I feel you, kid. I feel you. Yeah. And then finally, we have Josh Berkey. He is from the Victims and Villains podcast. You can check out the second part of my crossover with his podcast where we talk about white light. You can find that in the links to our show, but he said the campfire scene. Yeah, Uh, We do have a question from Ranger nation, but I think I'll save that for later since this is all focused on the movie. I just want to say you guys need to see the movie. If you haven't yet, then I'm sorry. We completely ruined this movie for you. (laughs)
2: <laughs> like
0: we're going to put a big label. Do not listen until you have seen
1: the movie because yeah. Well,
2: I mean, we gave them a spoiler warning. So if they got this far and they haven't seen it, that's their own fault.
1: Yeah. It's it's so, their own so. fault, but I love it. I am really hoping to see how this film does over the next couple weeks. I hope it really does well internationally. I hope it does well here domestically. I hope it breaks the budget and I'm really hoping that we get a sequel for this mm-hmm. because I would love to see what they do with a Green with Evil type movie. Even though, yeah, Reed is the Green Ranger, but I kind of want to see what they would do with a Tommy storyline. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. that they have their powers, I want to see more Ranger action for sure.
2: Yeah. What are they going to do with these powers after this? Yeah, It's not like the TV show where it's like Monster of the Week type thing. It seems like it's more or less just major battles, sort of? Like an Avengers sort of thing, almost.
0: Well, I know that... I I think it's either tomorrow or next week we have... No, it's tomorrow. It is tomorrow? Okay, the Boom Studios Aftermath comic comes out, which will be a little comic sequel to show us what happened directly following the events of the film. Uh, I'm going to have yeah. to pick that up. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: I'm not trying to down the comic book or whatever, but when I did see Jason from Saban Brands at the show, he did say they tried to do a side story that would fit with what happens after the movie, but they can't really hint at anything in a sequel. So it's more like a side story. There are direct consequences that happen from the movie, but try not to think of it as, oh, this is what's going to happen in a sequel type of thing. Right, it's
0: it's not a yeah. canon... Yeah sequel it, it's a in between yeah we'll like, have the movie like, and then the comic and then the stuff that happens after the comic will be whatever yeah. we get in, in a potential sequel film
2: it's like inspired by the movie
1: exactly you guys heard all of our thoughts it's a great movie please mm-hmm. support the movie uh, yes please support it while it's in theaters that's a really big thing you know see it once if yeah. you yeah. like it. Maybe tell your friends about it. Maybe go do a second showing.
2: Just on top of that, because I know movie tickets, especially in certain areas, are like ridiculously expensive. Right. If you can't afford that, see if your local theater has like a discount night. They like discount the tickets. Because I know around me, a lot of the theaters do like a $5 movie day where all movies are $5 all day.
1: There is a Marcus Theaters out by me that has a $5 Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. And Teresa and I were actually going to go to that tonight for her second show. But when we looked at tickets online, that theater was sold out. Wow. Yeah.
2: I was gonna to go to it tonight too, but I got home from work a little late, so Yeah. That didn't happen.
1: <laughs> Whenever I try to buy my tickets for a couple days in advance, they're pretty much booked. So Mm -hmm. I think that's great. That's a really good sign heading into the second showing. But, you know, if you can maybe see it earlier in the morning and try to avoid the rush. But Mm -hmm. I do feel like at least one showing should be with a big crowd because you get The laughter, you get the emotional impact, and it's really amazing to experience that with like a really good crowd. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a crazy summer. (laughs) I'm definitely going to see the movie a couple more times, but yeah, it's crazy. We have this whole big hiatus for Ninja Steel, and right now I'm just not even worried about the TV show. It's all movie right now.
2: Yep, movie adrenaline right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like living off this movie. <laughs>
1: yep, for
0: sure. I want to see it again and again and again and again and again and again. I'm
2: like actually going to search out some fan fiction, see if anybody's written some good stuff yet, because I'm like that involved in it at this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, guys. I can't believe that this movie is finally here and that we've seen it. This whole journey started on our first year of the podcast. Within the first yeah. 10 episodes, that was something that we were talking about. Right? We were talking about the rumor and that. And now yeah.
0: we've, we're talking about the finished product. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's crazy
1: so nuts. It's been a big journey and we've had so many movie roundtables and speculation. And <laughs> now it's finally here and we can speculate about what will happen in the future. And <laughs> it's a great nerdy feeling and I love it. Yep. So that will do it for us. Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour@gmail.com mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Or you can check us at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at Ranger Command DX and Ranger Command Power Hour, all one word, on Instagram and Facebook. Go check out all the stuff that we have there. So until next time, guys, we'll catch you later. Yep, it's morphing time.
2: Gotta go to the pit.
1: You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.RangerCommand.com Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH and like us on Facebook.com slash Hour. This is b 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour, and you are listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month, and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph
2: to learn more. Thanks.